This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day, fighting anti-Semitism and hate. And this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. So many of us feel that the front line for hate these days is not on the streets, but instead on social media, which does tremendous good, but has also given extremists and haters a way to find one another and to spread their racism, misinformation, and hate. ADL has been at the forefront of pressing social media companies to not allow such anti-Semitism and hate on their sites. These technology companies have come a long way in the past year thanks to pressure from ADL and the Stop Hate for Profit coalition that we created with the NAACP, the National Hispanic Media Coalition, and others. But better policies are not enough. They must enforce those policies. The question is, do they? ADL has just released its report card of online anti-Semitism to answer that question. And I have asked my colleague, Daniel Kelly, who is the Director of Strategy and Operations at the Center for Technology and Society, to join me and tell us the results. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, glad to be here. So let's get right to the punchline first, and then we can unpack it. How well are these sites handling anti-Semitism? I would say that the results that we found in our investigation were middling. Really, um, the, the reason why we're doing this is because there, there are no answers to two sort of main questions, which is how much anti-Semitism is there on, uh, online? And is anything that the companies are, is there anything that the company's doing working? The scorecard really focuses on the second here, and I think the results were, were fairly middling across the board. So what does that mean, middling? Tell, tell us those results. Absolutely. So we gave nine platforms uh, a grade uh, from A to F, uh, and we found that uh, the top two platforms that we gave a B minus two were Twitter and YouTube. Uh, the sort of middle ground uh, were uh, Reddit. And, uh, and Twitch, who we gave a C to, and we followed that by uh, with uh, TikTok, Facebook, and Discord, who all got C minuses, and then the sort of gaming social media platform Roblox uh, got a D minus. Okay, so we're saying that the best uh, any of the companies did was a B minus, not so good, uh, and that uh, Cs and Ds were also a part of it. Uh, tell us, how did you assess these companies and their ability to handle anti-Semitism? Sure. So I think, as you said, uh, most companies at this point have high-level policies that say anti-Semitism and other forms of hate are not permitted on the platform. Um, but what we really wanted to see is do they enforce those, pla- those, those policies. And so what we did was we found a bunch of anti-Semitic content. Uh, ADL's investigators found uh, a bunch of anti-Semitic content across all of these different platforms and reported them both as an average user, right, not using any of ADL's special connections, but just sort of simulating what it would be when people are reporting content and whether uh, platforms action that content. We also used uh, trusted flagger programs uh, where ADL does have special relationships and is able to flag and and use special channels to flag anti-Semitic content to platforms. And we also looked at uh, it looked at these in terms of product and in terms of data accessibility. So, what did YouTube and Twitter do so much better? To get a B minus, still not you know the best grade, but they certainly did better as compared to say TikTok that got a C minus. For Twitter, um, we we reported a bunch of content. So on the one hand, both platforms had strong policies against hate. Um, Twitter responded within a short 
window of time to the content we flagged, but didn't actually take any action on the content for the average user, whereas uh, YouTube didn't actually respond to us, but actually did take down or, or sort of actioned the content that we reported. So in, in that sense, Twitter is responding and notifying the user, um, and YouTube is not notifying the user, but it's actually taking action on content. And then both of these platforms do have a trusted flagger program that we, uh, our ADL is part of. Twitter did take action on the, uh, on, on the content when it was reported through trusted flagger. YouTube did not. And both of them had uh, sort of effective product level efforts to address anti-Semitism, and I can talk more about those. And then both of them had a, you know, Twitter has among the highest level of data accessibility, and YouTube was slightly less than that. Tell us a little bit more background about this report card. I mean, was this specifically in response to the uptick in anti-Semitism that we've seen over the, the past uh, few months, uh, really since the, the start of the Israel-Hamas conflict? Um, yeah, I would say that this is part of our ongoing work addressing anti-Semitism online. The Center for Technology and Society works on addressing uh, ADL's mission um, by focusing on digital social spaces. And we're always looking for innovative ways to sort of hold tech platforms accountable. Uh, and so we thought that we did a, a first re- uh, sort of run at a report card model around Holocaust denial in January. And we sort of expanded our methodology and expanded uh, the sort of categories and the ways in which we're evaluating platforms uh, based on sort of the, the, uh, the anti-Semitism that we were seeing across the board on, on various social platforms and the ways in which platforms were responding. Okay, so what happens now? Do these companies know how they fared? Have you been in touch with them about doing better? The strategy that we use uh, when we engage with tech companies is a kind of call-in and call-out strategy. We are you know, bringing these uh, results to the public and raising awareness that way. And we're also engaging in private conversations with each of the platforms uh, that are included in this report card. And that's an important point. Um, all of the there there are the, the platforms that are in this report card are what we call good actor platforms, where they are actually committed to addressing anti-Semitism. They aren't the sort of bad actor platforms that we would say that people like Gab or 4chan or other platforms that have demonstrated a sort of animosity towards addressing anti-Semitism and hate on their platform. These are companies that uh, have that we do have relationships with that we are in conversation with. Uh, and that we do try to advocate both through the public and through private engagement uh, to help them make their platforms respectful and inclusive spaces for all people. What are your overall recommendations for doing better? In terms of the recommendations that came out of this particular uh, report card, I think one of them is is something that we say often, which is that having high-level policies is not sufficient. The need to enforce the policies consistently and at scale. So that means that they, across the whole of their platform, they need to make sure that they're making consistent decisions and that they're doing it at the scale of their platform operates, which is sometimes hundreds of millions or even billions of users. Um, I think the other piece uh, that's really important is the data accessibility piece that I mentioned earlier. As I said, one of the questions that we have is how much hate is there online, right? And the, really the first step for a third-party uh, evaluation of that is for platforms to grant access to researchers to allow third parties to measure uh, anti-Semitism or other sort of phenomena online. And among the, the sort of scores that we had, the platforms that did score sort of in the highest were, uh, and that had the highest data accessibility were Twitter and Reddit. We, we sort of waited 
uh, data accessibility highly because we do believe that it is a crucial part of understanding the nature of hate online. We have certain access to these companies uh, and certain expertise, but the reality is that you don't have to be at ADL to report anti-Semitism or really any form of hate or misinformation. Take us through what the average person can do to report such misuse of online platforms. A person on the street can absolutely report hate uh, to to these platforms. Uh, ADL has a, a guide, our Cyber Safety Action Guide, which actually does provide uh, some some sort of uh, links and, and resources around ways to do that. But an average user can, uh, if they see anti-Semitism or other forms of hate online, they can click uh, and and you know depending on the platform, there are different methods uh, of of sort of reporting content and alerting the platform. And it's super important that people continue to do that, even if uh, even as platforms are uh, inadequate in in sort of their reporting infrastructure and their response. Um, the only way that uh, that platforms will continue to learn about what people's experience are uh, or what people's experience is uh, is for people to continue to tell them this is hate and I'm reporting this and I this is this goes against my values this harms me as a member of this targeted and marginalized community uh, and to let the companies know that. All right, we only have about 30 seconds left. Just really quickly, tell us where this online report card fits into the broader work of the center. Center for Technology and Society. Sure. So as I said, our, our mission is uh, to do ADL's mission to stop the defamation of the Jewish people and secure justice and fair treatment to all in digital spaces, whether that's social media, whether that's online games, and to find ways uh, to hold companies accountable and to say and to push them to do better. And so the, the report card sort of fits within that kind of rubric. We'll certainly put a link to the Center for Technology uh, and Society's website uh, in the show notes, as well as the Cyber Safety Action Guide. Daniel, thank you so much uh, for keeping online platforms to their stated policies and, and of course, uh, more broadly uh, for this incredible and important and innovative work that you do every day in trying to curb hate. Sure. Thank, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks also to Asha Zemel, uh, who is interning with ADL this summer and helped prepare me for today's show. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in, too, from the front lines. And for the podcast audience, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines.